You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. Um, this is Debbie, and I'm here with Christy and Laura. We've got our roundtable thing going today. Woohoo! So exciting. Woohoo! Wow, 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 wow. Here's your question, That's ladies. It. Ready? Oh, we're jumping right in. There Ooh. is no gentle no, walk into no, the water here. No. We are jumping right in. We, Go. Are, we are just going in. We're breaking Love the it. ice. If you could bring back a fashion trend and wear it unashamedly, unashamedly what would it be? <laughs> I went through so many on this one. You have a lot. I can't wait to to see how you dress next Sunday. Oh, well, I, if, okay. So to that point, I went to like, I would go back to units maybe and maybe double socks. I would have my big hair. You and I had the exact same thing. I said units. Yeah. Z Cavariches, maybe. Oh my goodness. I thought units. Because units had the ruching. So you could kind of hide. And they had the double skirts, like the double. Yeah. And if you wanted to make it a mini skirt, you just pull it down. down. And if you wanted a tube top, you just pull it up. So great. <laughs> so great. And I'm like, they totally thought of capsule world, world. wardrobe before it was yes. a thing. Yes. yes. Like, and you could use it as a scrunchie. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your you could get and the headband. Head yeah. It was great. So that's where that's I genius. went. Genius. Why did it go away? That's genius. It is genius. They couldn't keep up with the trends and units. There's I guess. so many colors. No, okay, we, used so, to, we used to ride the double decker bus. We'd park, ride the double decker bus in Oxford, and then we'd go, and they had a massive unit store. And don't you love it too? Like the squares. glow, all the squares, yes. the glow all around the walls. So you had it over in England. We did. I lived in that East in Texas. Time. We did not have it, but we would drive to Humble in Houston, outside of you know, north of Houston, and they that was the, the mall, Deerbrook Mall, was there, and that was like big shopping. Like if you had any kind of ability to spend, you know, more than fifty dollars on your school shopping, you would go to Deerbrook Mall. Nice. Go to the and unit Umble, store, and they had everything. The, the unit store is still out there. I'm looking at it right now. Is it Where? just online? Yeah. Wow. Dang it. But I don't see any of our 1980s. I'm Maybe it's sure in the sale I department. Wear, I'm not sure to your question. I would wear them unashamedly, though. Now. Okay. So what would yours <laughs> be? What would you wear? Well, I had units that I was like really thinking of. Like I'd like to bring it back and wear it. But then my other one, which I think is funny, is leg warmers. I loved uh, leg yes. warmers. I loved those them. were great. And they're kind so of. I you see totally, some of this stuff come. You back. do a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know. Leg I just thought those good. were so fun. Did yeah. you ever pop your um, collar? So oh, you were sure for sure. You popped your collar. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which I think, I feel like I see that sometimes now too. Mm-hmm. What about you? What would you do? Well, I thought Rocky Mountain jeans. Oh. Yeah. Rocky yes. Mountain jeans. I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't y'all know have this. to look it up. Rocky Mountain are really blingy, right? Jeans. Well, they, they, they had it on the pocket, the Rocky Mountain They didn't the have pockets. On the back. Oh, then I they didn't. Oh, you could see your butt about better. The western oh. ones. Yeah, the western yes. ones. Yes, with I your lace up. She's well, from Texas. Yes, I guess. From yeah, we're from East Texas. That was what we did <laughs> not go to Houston yes. to purchase. <laughs> we had plenty of that in Lufkin. Yeah. So the the appeal was no pockets. On I mean, the I just in the I don't know. Back. They were just like a trend. You had the pleated pockets in the front. Yeah, they right? were kind of pleated a little bit. Well, they were kind of shaped like mountains. They like went up and down. Oh, I had these. I would wear these in Breckenridge. My when I would go out there in yeah. the summer, yes, with my boots. It was a thing. 
They're but cute. Now I think so they don't have the Rocky Mountain brand anymore. I think it turned waisted. into they're, they're very high waisted, which is it came back. It came back. Yeah. So the, did you wear a belt buckle? What was your belt? Did yes, you wear a belt? Yes, you wore a belt buckle. I mean, did if you're you a real like rodeo, a rodeo, then rodeo? you had like a real one, like a, yeah. you know, I had a big one, but it was like. There was a lot of them when we purchased. were at A&M because we all went country western. Yes, of course. Oh. And you I had your lace up, Justin yep. Ropers. Did yep. you have a certain shirt you would wear with it? Yes. all you, Yes. You're buttoned down mostly, but you could wear t-shirts with it too. How many pairs do you have? I had like a lot of colors. I was gonna say, did you have yeah, all the colors? colors? Yeah, green <laughs> comes to mind. That was a good color. That your red color? was like there was a, teal. a lot of red. Yeah, red. Teal was my favorite color, but that brown, all of them. So they were great. Teal jeans. Teal jeans. Yes. Teal, you you cannot be you. We can find you from far away. My ladies right now that are list who are listening are like their hands are in the air. They're, They're pumping. pumping up right now. They're like shout bring out it back. to my bring listeners. It back. <laughs> so then, if you wore those, then did did you? What about your hairstyle? Oh, well, it was big in the 80s, right? You were yeah. teasing it up. Yeah. Totally. You could I wear a ponytail, but you were teasing it. Even mm-hmm. in the 90s, even the early bang. 90s, we were still doing it. I think it Did y'all do like the half yeah. bangs and teases? Yes. I mean, you and had you your hair dryer fly. and your, what is it, the hairspray. Aquanet. And you would, yeah, you would do this and then spray, mm-hmm. you would lift up your bangs, spray the Aquanet, then, then hold it there and then get your hair dryer and blow it so mm-hmm. that it would stay. Meanwhile, your hair was permed. Always but you had curly all the uh-huh. way through and you had the big bangs. Always perm. So frizzy, frizzy to the That's max. True. Mm-hmm. The other day I was doing my hair, which is super straight and flat. And I happened to take the back part of it and kind of just tease a little bit. So I had a little bit of body. And one of my kids was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, look, it makes it look better. Yes, like it's higher. Why, why are you doing that? That's Don't so it, weird, mom. You're weird. And they say it like under the breath walking out. You're Walking out, and you're like, "No, I'm not. This is normal." Yeah, when, this makes me look when, good. When their hair starts to get thin, they will yes. start doing uh-huh. that a little bit more too. Yeah. Oh, you just need goodness. a little lift. body on yeah, top. Yeah. Lift. yeah. No, what they get is the big old hair things you stick in it. That's what they do. And they then, don't like, but yeah, they, sleep they in put it? it. No, the ones you know. Um, are you? Did you guys see like that talk show, the talk or whatever, where? They all decided to pull out their little hair pieces that they had in there on the th- at the same time to make their and they all pull them out. Oh, so they I'm wear like, it. Hair, so it's like in this comb, and it's not an extension. It's like a hair piece that you literally put in when you're making your hair under, and it makes your hair look fuller. And they keep it in, and they keep it in through the day, and all that stuff. And then you can't even tell, and you have it done so it maybe looks we need like that. your hair. <laughs> you can buy them. That's what all the girls are buying now. Like so, if you go on the social media thing, they show you how to use them and how the to put them in. Media the thing. social the media thing. Okay, so our younger generation who's listening to us now. That means TikTok. Can you DM us, please, with that social media thing that y'all do? Tell us what to buy for our I am not ashamed of being social media light at all. I embrace my inability to really get or understand We have not had, does Kate have one of those things at school? Social media thing? No. I think she uses that. I think she's very thing. much into the social media thing. thing. She has Brindley really has thick not, hair, so she probably doesn't need she that yet. Need one. Yeah, I'll say she's that, got that has not entered our house yet. Mm-mm. I don't know if I think I might. I might enjoy one of those. Yeah, maybe. look look them up. There's a there. I'm not going to spend any money on it, but that's interesting. Well, the really good it. ones cost money, Christy. I mean, there's no, a price for that. beauty. I'm done. <laughs> My eyelashes are falling out right here in the middle, and oh. I want to go. I know. Just get that little little thing. You just. I tried that. And then the whole day I was like blinking my left eye because I was like, this feels weird. This feels weird. Your Wait, no, I'm not talking about a fake eyelash. The, the stuff that you, 
you paint on there. Like it's like an eyeliner, but it's, it's, um, serum to make it grow. Yes. It's wonderful. I do put that on there, but it's not growing back. The problem is I like to curl my eyelash. What? Why are we talking about eyelashes now? Sorry. Let's get back on track. This is what, this is what happens when women get in a room. We go and like, this is a spaghetti tangent. We go on many different Uh places. Yes. If you are a male listening, find another podcast. Uh Let's reel it in and let's talk about temptations of women. Wait, did you ask your dad? I mean, your dad. I asked my dad. Did you ask your husband? Like what he would bring back? Yeah. No, I didn't think about it. What did he, what'd Bill say? Bill said fedoras. <gasps> which Fun. I feel like that is a good, that is a good oh. look. Girls wear hats all the time. So that's like a thing. Yeah. But, but you're, but you know, and if I don't look at Greg's much. old pictures, he would probably want to bring that. What's that thing that they used to wear? The bolo tie. Oh, I bet Stop he would love it right now. Oh, he thought he was smooth with a little thing to hang down uh-huh. like, like turquoise Bless. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's a little older than me, but mm-hmm. he thought he was hot. My hubby said the OP and lightning bolt attire with okay. the corduroy shorts. He thought those was, oh, he yeah. thought that was fun times. Corduroy shorts. Those were cute. Wait, corduroy shorts are supposed to be worn in the corduroy supposed to be worn in the winter. I know, but they had a shorts version. <laughs> <laughs> they had a short mini skirt version too. Oh, but that's interesting. Oh, Jamie. Yeah. Wow. Which is why it's not And he even grew up in the valley, anymore. so he gets cold really easy. Maybe that's why he liked that. Oh, yeah. That, maybe that was the valley's version of winter because it yes. was yeah. warm all the oh, time. it totally so was. There, it was a version was, of like we yeah. were winter, but fashion. We're yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I love it. That's, that's a good so one. Great. I think it's okay. so fun. That's a good okay. So we really are talking today. Our topic today is um, temptations that women mm-hmm. face. And so mm-hmm. Christy's leading our discussion, right? So mm-hmm. you had kind of a... You know, talking about getting us back on track here. Mm-hmm. We're going to try. We have the temptation um, to talk about many, many things. So we're going to try to focus on. <laughs> and we failed. We did great. Um, so comfort, we're control, good. comparison. Let's talk about those three temptations that we struggle with. Comfort, control, and comparison. I like how you did like three C's. and they're all C's. I know. Yeah. C-, this. I know. C cubed. Well. Um, comfort. How is that a temptation? What does that mean? And I really like, I was listening to a guy, kind of a teaching, and he's a phenomenal teacher, but he talked about um, our temptations, our, what was the word he used? But it comes from three, the categories come from three things, fear, insecurity, and mistrust. So you can, you can trace your sins back or your temptations back to these three, these three things, Um, fear, insecurity, and mistrust. And of course, when he said it, I just was like baloney mm-hmm. no you can't and he actually took it from genesis 1 to genesis 12 if you see any sins that take place and he said our human condition our human state comes from genesis 1 to 12 and you can see the sins that take place there that kind of change um, people's directions in life but their sin struggle from those three things and i was like that's amazing um so out of that comes comfort comfort would fall under the fear insecurity mistrust mm-hmm. insecurity area possibly even the mistrust but they can all fight so what's control what does comfort look like what's a temptation struggle there with comfort i think it depends on what if you're pursuing comfort as a goal like i want i want to feel comfortable all the time um i don't like to do anything that um makes me uncomfortable which means i i think westernized church probably struggle with this quite a bit culturally Hmm. well because we tend to be in more of a comfort and comfortable environment as a church Mm -hmm. here in the u.s so i think us leaning into going and doing ministry in places that are difficult may Hmm. be harder for us to step out of our comfort zone like oh you're like 
I'm you're saying, going big. You're going broad. I was thinking day to day. Like, well, what is, even day to day, I would say then if you're um, maybe it's uncomfortable for you to go and minister to a family or woman that um, mm-hmm. is difficult for you to go along with. But she know, mm-hmm. but you know, she could use your help in some way. Mm-hmm. But you know that if you do that, you're creating potentially a bridge to a relationship with someone that you'd rather not have any kind of friendship with because they may be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of our day to day. Also, are there things that my kids need from me that my husband um, is needing from me that I don't like to do, you know, maybe financially we are struggling, but I like my cleaning lady mm-hmm. because it keeps us comfortable. And I like my house clean, but we can't afford it, but I'm doing it anyway. Cause I don't want to clean mm-hmm. cause I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Or it makes, it puts me in a different class system. If I can say I have a cleaning lady, that too, all the above. But if you're doing specifically comfort though, I think a lot of it is, I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. And most people around here, can afford to have somebody pay for it. And I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to clean my toilets. You know, what about eating out too? Same thing. Same. I you're would strapped say for money, deal. but you're like, Nope, we just got to uh, eat out. Cause I, I don't cook. I don't like to cook. I don't know how to, I mean, all those things. It's thing. comfortable. Mm-hmm. I remember being young, single, fresh out of college and going to the grocery store and thinking, I just want to go to the grocery store and not have to like balance my checkbook Yeah. to figure out, can mm-hmm. I afford this? Because most of the stuff I was buying, it wasn't mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. It wasn't excessive. It wasn't, you know, steaks. Well, and I, I think you're right. And even like parenting can be the same way. Like it's hard to take my kids. We'll use that as an example to the grocery store. So I'd rather go without them, but then there's parenting that needs to happen. And instead of me learning how to do that well with my kids, I'm just going to avoid taking them all together. Mm-hmm. And go when it's just me, which I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I decided to do so that. much money when I just go when it's just me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a little, I Cheese get that too. Yeah. But I mean, I, I totally don't get, get that too. Kids being like, I want to get this and I want to get this. and I want to get this. And I'm but like, are sure. we, Stop it. I know. And it's annoying, but are we willing to at least take some trips to go? My focus is going to be teaching my kids how to do this well, because eventually they got to learn how to shop without breaking mm-hmm. the bank. Mm-hmm. And I'm the, probably a good one to teach them to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, it's not more hey, do I have to avoid these things that make me comfortable all the time? It's more, can you lean into the fact that sometimes you should be uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you should be asking yourself those hard questions. And when you are uncomfortable, lean in and go, Lord, what what am I supposed to be learning? Why am I uncomfortable? So recognizing that you're uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. why am I uncomfortable? Is it really a um, crazy thought? Like am I, what is it, an over-exaggerated fear or panic when I'm in that uncomfortable or is it no I just got to get my bearings and figure this out it's going to be okay talk yourself off the cliff there are so many people who go to services too at church and think oh I don't like this church or I did not like this sermon because um it was so it was kind of a downer or wasn't encouraging Mm -hmm. didn't lift me up didn't give me the feels yeah didn't give me the feels there's so many people that think that way when like you said Christy we need to at some point embrace that uncomfortableness and that conviction and that that's where change takes place too. Mm-hmm. when you're feeling, cause we talk about contentment a lot too, which is good and biblical, like especially when you're talking about temptation, but there always needs to be that un, a little bit of an uncomfortable space, uh, conviction space that mm-hmm. change can start happening. Mm. That's good. I think it is good too. Okay. What about control? Let's talk about control. 
I don't really want to talk about control very long because I struggle with it. So if we could just move right through that, that'd be great. But you're Let's so good at it. <laughs> she we love so we love it when Christy takes control because she's so good at like, it. We're recording a podcast today at so and so with so. I'm like, absolutely, girl, you go. That's what great. is the word? That's not control. We're, That's just steering, taking a charge. Team. Yeah. What control is, is enabling. We're enabling. I don't, her okay. Because you she's so I, good at let's, it. Let's go back yeah. on this. Control what? isn't always negative. No, it's, it's not, not always no, no, negative. I don't con- I, when sure. like you say that right there about this, yeah. I don't see that as controlling. I think, well, I see that as like we're on a project. We're gonna get it done. But I think even with, but it's, it's a positive yeah, version yeah, of positive. it. Yeah, I'm talking about the negative side. Like so I know. So you want to talk about the negative side of control? Yes. But there is a. I think there is. But let's make it real both. fast. Okay. <laughs> So funny. Control the length of time that we talk Please, about control. Okay, we're done talking about. It. Okay, let's go to the next one. So no, <laughs> control. So we want control of. Define our, it. Like when you when you're saying it, then tell me what as you're a temptation by it. I don't know. Y'all tell me. Hey, you're leading this conversation to exercise restraining or directing influence over to regulate to control to have power over to rule. I can't say my R as well, so I probably should say Because that. when you do it right, why should you <laughs> people let do what someone you else do it? You would have done it my way. This would not be an issue. Perfection. I mean, why mess with we the can good go thing? back and look at why mess with the good I mean, thing? sometimes we do. We at least acknowledge that we sometimes do mess up. Yes. But if we're looking at like a scoreboard, <laughs> let's Thank talk you. about. Let's go to my happy place. The scoreboard. Let's talk about how often we actually work. If it's a competition. Right. No, I I think for me, actually, I don't. This is not a struggle for mine, a temptation. So probably mm-hmm. Christy should maybe lean in. You just talk to us no, about control. You could talk about it from the so. other side. Because I do think when you are married, there's probably one I is am more married to someone who yes. very much, we've had to deal with that. He very much. But his comes from a fear perspective, a fear of not having enough money, a yes. fear mm-hmm. of blank, fill in the blank. Yes. So there were a lot of things he tried to control for a lot of years that were in a much better place on because it was difficult. Speak to what it felt like being controlled. It was hard. In what (laughs) way? Because I think Um, sometimes us controllers need to go, Mm -hmm. oh, that did not make them feel very good. That did not, I did not validate them. I did not. Because you would never want to hurt them. I don't want to hurt Mm -hmm. and I'm getting in my way and it's my own Mm -hmm. struggle. So there's times I have to be like, it's going to be okay that you know, said kid or husband's going to change diaper and there's going to be poop everywhere. <laughs> the moment he, oh, he okay. takes his first time and I'm going to be okay with that. We're going to sit here and I have to clean up all the clothes and it's totally fine. And then my breasts are going to be getting large. I'm going to be changing a diaper. Like I can you go see? to a place. I just went there. I just <laughs> went there and was like, okay, you're going to do it. You're going to be great. I'm going to just sit here and sleep while you do that. It's going to be awesome. Oh, that's funny. When see, I didn't have to worry about that because my husband was very (laughs) controlling. I know. And I think, I think what is hard is that, um, our personality issues maybe didn't match well or mesh well. Like he struggled with the control and I struggled with when someone I'm super close with and well, my husband in particular understanding how to have those hard conversations. So I would just avoid them because Mm. I would get hurt. He didn't mean to hurt me. It would just be a lot Mm -hmm. of, um, he would tell me how things needed to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, I would try to talk, but I don't know that I communicated it well. Or you probably and so, had a voice And I would get first, emotional and yes. And then you just learn to be like, I'm not doing this I would, anymore. Exactly. Fine. Not just take it. control. That's I'm what happened. It. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. Yeah. And so for that, I think the temptation then for someone, um, who more struggles with wanting to avoid conflict with someone you love, like I did 
is my temptation was to go more I'm comfortable just not having the conversation yeah. mm-hmm. avoid it and try to get around it mm-hmm. and then Jamie's temptation whenever he was stressed was always to batten down the hatches mm-hmm. and try to control 100%. more which came out in at home but I think so it's the talking about it it's the making sure the other person understands that they are hurting you and then but you can't control having the other person to understand that they're hurting you. That's I the know. kicker yeah. is that you want to voice it mm-hmm. and you really want to. And then you're going, but I can't control what they hear. Or don't. And hear. I had to learn. It helped me to reframe. And the Lord really worked on me, too, because I felt like his control controlling it was always his desire for things to control things was coming from a place of selfishness. Like he just wanted his way all the time. Mm. It took me a while of us being married to realize it came from a place of fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that very much was a lot of his family of origin story. Mm -hmm. And so that did help me understand better so that I could, um, Mm -hmm. you know, choose to love him through that. And then also give myself some grace, um, being able to let go of things and choose my battles, but giving myself time, um, to know how to have those conversations and keep our family intact. I mean, that mattered. So mm-hmm. how I approach him matters and, and how he approached me matters. And like I said, it's, we've been married almost 30 years and finally I feel like we're, yeah. <laughs> we're actually, we're, it takes mm-hmm. time and we're, and we're getting there. But anyway, so yeah, that's my, mm-hmm. that's our, our story. So what are your thoughts? And more? Jamie will talk about it. He'll, if you that's stop good. him somewhere in the yeah. hall and talk to him about it and ask him advice, he'll tell he'll, He'll tell you. It's, or it, he, you might just want to go have coffee with him because why stop that's in the true hallway? Too. Talk about it. <laughs> just Guys, if, if one of you has an issue with control, call my husband. He can, he'll can. he sit and talk to you about <laughs> it. Control the conversation. <laughs> fuel. No. That's fuel. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, Laura. No, I was just thinking. She, um, Bill, there, it's nice to know and feel comfortable with you know that the controlling person or who, however it is in, in our marriage or relationships, friend relationships too, it's, it's comforting to know that they, like you said, they love you. They're not mm-hmm. doing it for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. Like they don't mean to like, they would never want to hurt somebody. I don't want to hurt somebody when I'm trying to control the situation. I'm doing it with good intentions. So there's comfort, I think, in that realization. But at some point you, you tell this, your spouse, wife or husband, you know, it hurts me when you say that mm-hmm. or do that. I know you don't mean to hurt me Mm because then we have another issue like going but I know you don't mean to hurt me but it does hurt me so how can we change how you say it and then I think the the issue with the controlling person if you feel like you struggle with the control she's right here by the way (laughs) this is Ryan Cross (laughs) I won't say her name is then it becomes is what we found I don't understand why that hurts your feelings Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. They they'll say yeah. And so the issue that's your defense mechanism. Yeah. And then you can. But hopefully... it doesn't matter. Well, see, and that's what you yeah. have to help the controlling person yeah. get to the point of. Yeah. No, you Is can't it help them do anything? <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. If you can be kind and yeah. gracious and loving, no. I got and bring the point. it to their attention but and then the let God work on their heart. Me. Like when she was mad at me, and I was yeah. like. Yeah, okay. it wasn't when she was kind and gracious. It when she was like, she you're got to being, the end of her. boom, stop it, like laying down. And I was like, okay. And I see, that, that is where sometimes I guess maybe I wish I was more like that. I just mm-hmm. wasn't. I'm not, that's not my personality. Well, you didn't get to that point. I didn't. Yeah. Like, you got to I that would, point. Yes. And I, you know, I, yes. I don't know how to do that. And so I do think it is helpful I probably. Either. I'm not <laughs> that way either though with people. I don't get yes. mad at them. I don't get to a point. But no. 
My sister can do that, and that's but that's how I and that was, was able for you. That was she probably held it in for for long years. Time. Yeah. you could yeah. tell it was just like oh gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I was in this place where I didn't want my sister to be hurt, and so I was able to hear her hurt and pain. But I think if she came to me gracious and kind, I'd be like, you're fine. Like really, is it really that big of a deal? Mm-hmm. You're okay, because mm-hmm. wow. to me, it didn't seem like you're picking me apart. You're just doing whatever. But when she came to me and I saw her real emotion on how much it hurt and the pain mm-hmm. it did cause, that I was like, oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. I know. I'm crazy, Debbie. No, at me like, I'm I was, just, I'm now I'm processing. Bill. And now I'm going, I did it all wrong. No, you didn't. Because <laughs> no, everybody's different. Uh-huh. Greg I should have like been than yelling. Lisa. I, I mean, should have been different. yelling the whole no. time. No, no. 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 Everybody's different. No. I'm always like, like, to Bill, I'm always like, okay, I'm telling you this, I'm fine. Like I'm a strong female. But when you are talking to other women at your office, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't do that. So I kind of play it off as, yeah, I can handle it. I'm fine. And see, like my husband is really, it was really at home. That's what finally clued me in. It was a fear of losing all of us. It was a fear of supporting, support, not supporting it. That's what I'm like, okay, this isn't selfish thing. And I think Mm -hmm. it does matter if you process and do the work. Mm -hmm that's part of loving someone who struggles in this area I think is just and if we doing are the work perf- to understand them too you like being liked I like being I liked we don't like that's my struggle people don't like us that's uncomfortable yes very and we're perfection we like perfection we like to do things right we like it when it looks right mm-hmm. it's done right so there w- within that does come an element of control yeah even if it's not with people it could be like other things. Like you have to like That's, me. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I seriously. think I heard someone say too, some people would rather have power than precision. Mm-hmm. And some people would rather have precision than power. Oh, interesting. And so I was like, oh, that's good. And so there's times in my life when I would rather have power and I could care less about the precision, the perfection. Mm-hmm. And there's times that I've been like, no, I would rather have the precision and I don't care about the power. Um, but it's funny because so fear, mistrust and insecurity, I think control also comes like his struggle came from fear. Mm-hmm. Mine sometimes comes from mistrust and insecurity also mm-hmm. on if I can keep this together, if I can hold it together, if I can, it's safe if I can do this. Um, hopefully, I would like to say that I've been working on my control issues and they don't extend to they still hopefully they they're. <laughs> horrible and a horrible thing but they just stay in under my roof like I'm hoping I'm not trying to control friends I'm not trying to control narratives like I feel like I've gotten the point where I'm like whatever I don't care what you think about me because I can't control what you think Mm -hmm. right like I've let that go where now it's and as the kids have gotten older right you you're realizing I have like Whitaker the other other day said I'm 18 and I was like and I've lost control Thank goodness. Okay. There it is. Control. Right? Yeah. Like, okay. Yep. You, you Maybe it. come some relief with that too. Absolutely. Done, you have done it. I've controlled yes. all I can control. Oh, yeah. And but it was now. just a good, a kind, like at that moment he was being kind going, I'm 18 and I'm like, uh-huh. You oh, just yes. go do you and I'm here whenever you need help or whatever. But that was a good realization because I was trying to kind of control things in the house mm-hmm. with schedules or I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, Okay. See you later, kid. You're 18. Out. I remember when the kids were little and you did control their environment, you know, but you had to for their safety. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, but there was an element of, you talked about just how involved we talk about sometimes how involved we are as moms then. And those years can be a blur just because you're caring for your babies, you know, but there's an element of comfort, like in the sense of I can 
this is I can decide who they go yep. play with. Mm-hmm. I can decide who we're mm-hmm. going to go have a play yep. date with. I get to make those decisions. And then, yeah, the older they get. It, it, so if you struggle with control and you struggle releasing them from that, yeah. then you will find yourselves as a parent in high conflict with your older teens mm-hmm. because it's natural oh, totally. for them. Yes, for to, for them to be taking Please. these steps mm-hmm. away from you because mm-hmm. we're we're helping them grow and learn how to live without us. Mm-hmm. That's the point Just as make a parent. Sure they have a emergency you know? contact to call yes. that's yes. not you. That was a that that is really great advice. I love that one yeah. too. Like a fa- a friend, a family friend, or even another mom that you know they like or dad that they like that they so can we call have that's that. not you. He was that's sitting great. at a, he was sitting. We've known him since what, 20 something years and he's sitting. He comes over every Sunday for family dinner. He's single. He's great. And about a, like I think it was even last summer. We were talking about something and he goes, "Okay, kids, pull out your phones." And we were like, "What's happening here?" And Brett's like, "Plug in my number." Cuz you need somebody to call when you go to jail, when you get in a bad situation, <laughs> situation, when you're in a bind. When you should not be driving home. Yeah. If you listen to my control, you will not end up there. Right. I know. I know cuz you didn't listen to me, but that's fine. Scoreboard over there. Um, but I thought that was so good. Like and he was like, "I'm going to be the person that you're going to call cuz you're not going to want to call your parents." It's really good. I mean, and my sister and Johnny and uh, Lisa have all said that same thing, but for some reason Brett's a better person because he's not family. Yeah. I mean, he's family, but he's not brother, Biological. sister, family. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, that is so good. Yeah. Thank you. I love that one. But too. you better call me after they call you, Brett. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> it's true though. We're friends. Okay. Let's yeah. talk about comparison. The controller wants to move on. Comparison yeah. is a big one for many people. And I think the moment we hear the word comparison for some of us, we struggle with it for some, we don't. Um, but I go back to comparison to the chore chart when when your kids or let's just start when you're single mm-hmm. or you're in college right and what's comparison how you look how they look I want to look better um, they're dating a boy I wish I was in this sorority or that sorority you get out it's singleness now um, I want to dress a certain way I think I started to share this with y'all like I was looking at magazines because I was working and traveling and I had a great life and it was fun, but I wanted to look a certain way. And so I went to magazines to figure out what I should be wearing and buying. And of course, my credit card bill went through the roof. So I had to stop that because it was like, no, I can't compare myself to what's in the magazine. I have to do, live within my budget. But comparison of I think I'm a failure as a mom, I'm a failure as a wife, I'm a failure as a female because I'm comparing myself to other people or other situations. And we've talked about it coming from social media. We've talked about from just our neighbor, like next door neighbor, um, you know, different things. You walk into somebody else's home and you're like, oh, I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. A car. Um, usually it's probably physical things. Maybe, but maybe it's not. But just feeling like you're a horrible person or you're a, you suck at X, Y, Z, or it could be A to Z for some. Or you don't even know that you needed something like you didn't even, you didn't even know that you felt bad or you didn't even know that you sucked <laughs> until you felt fine. And like that, like the person who was in little house on the prairie or something, and then they delivered the Sears catalog and they were like, we were doing just fine. We were making biscuits and listen to our fiddle or whatever. 
And then the Sears catalog comes and there's like multiple fiddles. All the world is open to you. Yes. All of a sudden. Who knew you were supposed to you wear did, a bra? Yeah. I didn't know you that didn't until know. Sears catalog came. Let's bring back that. Is there, is there, that was a trend at one point, wasn't it? <laughs> that was maybe our moms or grandparents' twins. We uh-huh. didn't bring that one back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you didn't know that you needed two pans and two different sizes. Or Ooh, that's good. You didn't know that until you saw it. So now we have social media and now... Cause I was in a small town, so I didn't know. I, I, I mean, we had a Bell's and a Penny's, and I think a Sears. So that was it. Like that to me, those were all the same. They might be all the same. I don't even know. They were all the same. That was like the department store. So I had no idea, unless you went to Deerbrook Mall, that there was something else like a Foley's or a Macy's or a Dillard's. And then when I got to Dallas, and we didn't have, you know, Instagram, social media. We had the magazines, but it didn't say like, you, you know, where Neiman's, I could buy it. But you discovered Neiman's. Well, I thought Neiman's was just another department store. So I remember oh. going when I was working and um, I met Bill and we went to Neiman's. He had to return something that his somebody had gotten him. And we went to Neiman's and I was like, oh my gosh, I need some gloves. Like, perfect. I need to go to the department store. I need gloves. I need something else, a hat, toboggan, whatever. It's colder up here than it was in East Texas. So I bought, so I went to buy the gloves and there was like a clearance section. I was like, perfect, clearance. Um, again, I'm thinking Sears, Pennies, Bells. This is my, this is what I'm thinking. I mean, the only other one I knew was Dillard's, so it can't be any different than Dillard's. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, found them. I was like, this is perfect. And I was like, they're clearance, they're on sale, whatever. And I look at the price and it was like $350 on clearance. This is not, the, <laughs> what is this place? And I very quietly put them back on the shelf <laughs> as if they were really hot touching them <laughs> made of gold this was crazy and i was like where are we and what are you returning what is this place <laughs> like i had no idea and i may, I may not have ever shopped at it since i don't even think i've been in one maybe to have breakfast because i can afford the lunch the or whatever they have mm-hmm. they fabulous biscuits Once. yeah i remember going um having our kid you know i was a stay-at-home mom and when we did our house it was bare bones, right? I mean, we did not really do any upgrades. Like the lady at the little upgrade center laughed at us because I think we wrote the smallest check, she said, of anyone that had ever been in there. Because <laughs> we did like $300 worth. I think that's all. And we upgraded the carpet pad, you know, so it was under the really cheap carpet, but it was soft <laughs> to walk on, <laughs> you know, because I was like, that's I'm awesome. going to have little kids. If they fall, mm-hmm. I want them to like not hurt their head. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so our home was pretty basic and we had stuff that had been handed down to us from family members and all this kind of stuff. And I remember joining the play group in our neighborhood and and a couple of the ladies loved pottery barn. Mm. So I remember walking into one of their homes and this was a, I guess a weird, a kind of weird comparison moment for me, but um, I walk in and the home is gorgeous it looks like it's out of a catalog and I'd actually never even looked at a pottery barn catalog I didn't even know mm-hmm. what but that's pottery what barn it was. would look like but that's what it would look mm-hmm. like and when I went home and checked out <laughs> like <laughs> pottery barn or went to the mall or can't remember no because they didn't have no we did have the internet um because I did I went and checked it out um I remember going this place is amazing but again to your point everything cost mm-hmm. so much money mm-hmm. and so there was a minute of this kind of we're never going to buy that because mm-hmm. my husband's not going to be okay spending that much money on furniture. I'm mm-hmm. a stay at home mom, you know, and he, we shouldn't be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like we are being careful with our money and I do want to stay home with my kids. And so it's that, what do I value the most? But there was this kind of like catch in my 
mm-hmm. breath a little in my giddy up a little bit of going, I wish my home looked like that. So pretty. Mm-hmm. I wish my home could be that beautiful. You know, um, it passed after the first time my <laughs> kid <laughs> threw but up it's on, the be or else. on the floor. Yeah. It is. I right? think like, you're even right. Like your I think you're right. Lunch boxes that your kid mm-hmm. you have kids. Like you see some that take the brown bag and then you see some mm-hmm. that take the fancy cooler and then you see some that have the fancy cooler. Did with you guys name ever, on it? But did you guys ever <laughs> do the um I totally did you, to the monogram thing. I that did not mine. do the monogram totally thing. But did you it. ever do the it. um the shapes for all the things in their lunch box? Like do the shapes I for the sandwiches it. and the fruit okay. and the vegetables. Yes, I tried Did it because you? other people said, "Hey, so and so." Oh, they'll eat it if you make it cute. Oh, my kid said. Um, one of them said, "So and so's sandwich is a star shape." Yeah, and oh, I was like, "Oh, oh shoot, I gotta do star shaped." Okay, let's figure this out. We're gonna do star. I'm gonna do star shape. You take that thing and you put the star shape, and you have all this left over red. And I'm like, "That's wasteful." I'm mm-hmm. never doing this again. Never. So my wastefulness kind of kicked in My there. thing was very much, are you kidding? I can barely get us out the door with lunches made. There's yeah. no, way no way I am getting, putting, giving more work for myself. I never made a lunch. No Just way. They bought <laughs> every time. Every time. We did, we did make lunches. Yeah, we did. But we didn't do the monogram. Though. But we, I mean, and lockers, when they went to middle school, I still remember, uh, I was like, yeah. honey, we're not going to spend this much money on stuff from their decoration. chandelier in the locker. Okay. But then it great... all ended up coming out. Trash. They said their friends all ended up their taking them out because nothing oh, fit. Mine did. They, she loved her chandelier in her locker. The mirror. Oh, okay. But that's, that's the mom. They did put a mirror. The mom side of comparison too, is you don't want your kid to miss out on something. So exactly. you will interject yourself for sure into it to make sure your kid is a part of it or looks the part because of the fear that we have that our kid's going to be compared to or might or look down on or yeah. what's up. Why can't, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For and most sure. of our kids don't even notice it or could care. But I do think in middle we school, there that. was that weird element of the haves and have nots things mm-hmm. going on. I do think there's an element of truth to that. Of they have the Jordans looking or the... totally. Yes, for sure. So I understand for them mm-hmm. the hardness yep. of that. And as a mom, your heart hurting mm-hmm. and trying to walk them through that well. Or your you know? one Christmas present was the on brand yes. tennis shoe instead of the the one. <laughs> Well, if it was big, like Ugg boots or something like that was like a big I think what's hard is here, they have many big presents like that now. Even like their Easter baskets. I still remember talking to. Oh, can we talk about that? I struggled with the Easter baskets. I, I struggled because people So did you did struggle it. with comparison more than what you think? I guess. Well, I guess, but I didn't fall prey to it. Uh, yeah. But I, I did either. process it in, in my brain head. Because constantly. our kids would say, everybody gets Easter baskets. Everybody but what's yes. funny is, to your point of you don't know, when I grew up, we didn't do the big Easter baskets, mm-hmm. right? We did it one year and my dad was like, never, ever again. So then... Our kids for Easter, we would get all get together with family. We would do the hunts. They get their little mm-hmm. yeah. candies. That was it. That's yeah. all we did. Well, a bunch of us ladies were all talking, and everybody was talking about Easter baskets. They're like, "What are you putting your kids' Easter basket? I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna get this video game, and I'm gonna. I mean, it was expensive, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of listening. And they're like, "What are you gonna do, Debbie?" And I'm like, "Okay, you're talking about Easter baskets. You're making for your kids." And they're like, "Yes," and I'm like. Mine get the candy from the Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're looking at me and they just stop like, that's all. I was like, yeah, that's We've all. We've taken it so crazy. I'm so, uh, and, and it just took me a minute to process how much money they were talking. They're talking oh, two to 300 bucks a kid. I didn't even go to money. I just went to, are we celebrating? What are we celebrating? Uh, yeah, that's well, where my that's brain absolutely went true. too. But so your brain goes money, true. your brain goes there. We go different places, but I do think we, for the ones that get caught up in it, 
I don't, I think it's fine for them. Yeah. Cause that's, that's not a problem. Like they don't care. They don't. And we do it at Christmas. We go over and the honestly, top. And I will say too, we have to be careful. Like I wasn't upset or mad or going, I can't believe y'all are doing that. It wasn't that at no. all. I never. And I do think when we talk about this and our and handling comparison, you have to be okay. Like mm-hmm. the stuff's going to go around on around you. You have to, you need to learn to filter out stuff and find a place that works for your family. Yeah. Doesn't break the bank. Mm-hmm. If there is financial considerations and you're, and we're spending a lot of money mm-hmm. on things we shouldn't, that's an issue. That means you are giving into a mm-hmm. temptation that's hurting your family and probably your relationship with your husband, honestly. But it, right? but it didn't stop. I was like, when the Valentine's day, there was like, oh, well, there should be a Valentine's present. And I was like, that's for lovers. Yeah. husband wife boyfriend girlfriend like yeah I'm not giving you a and it was created present. by hallmark and the chocolate people, yes so I absolutely and then even halloween started becoming like you yep. boo somebody and you gotta buy yeah, all the things i mean well, i want to go back really to the was. chore chart yeah when our kids are little because i remember that being a big deal and do you have a plastic chore chart do you have a real chore chart do you write it down do you give them rewards for this and i remember thinking like i hope my kids turn out okay because i can't even imagine doing a chore chart as organized as I like to be and as controlling that I am the chore <laughs> chart was just not going to happen mm-hmm. and the other day I'll never forget this um Whitaker goes to the trash and it's full and he takes it out and he goes and he changes it and he comes back and I was like it worked yeah <laughs> I didn't did, do a chore didn't chart have to tell and him, he it. legit but I do wonder because we're studying Romans and we're studying the law and we're studying grace that do and I've thought about this so much for so many other things but when you implement laws in your home does it allow kids when they get out of your home to never want to do them again Mm. where if you don't implement laws and you just say this is what we're doing like it's it's Saturday let's go where everybody's cleaning up you're doing your room you're doing the bathroom and everybody gets different chores and that's how we would do it is once a week maybe twice a week twice a month I don't know but I would say, this is what you're doing. And I would do a to-do list and we had to get it done in an hour or two. And everybody was like all hands on deck. So that was kind of our chore chart. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a daily thing where I made sure you brushed your teeth every day and did all that. I mean, some of them should have done a better job with their teeth. But whatever. <laughs> so many thoughts chart. on that one. <laughs> I need a chore chart. You need a chore chart. Well, but I think you're hitting on a good, th- good point though. Because the problem with comparison is we think we should be doing what someone else is doing. Yes. Whereas I feel like if you decide, I'm not going to compare. Instead, I'm going to study my family and mm. I'm going to figure out what works best for us. Because mm. we are going to navigate it. There's great ideas. There's a ton of them. If anything, it's there's so much coming at us. We got to figure out. Mm-hmm. what works and like and trial and error and trial and error Try the and if chart. it doesn't mess and if it doesn't work I think go I to have something six else. in the closet see that you and then tried. I was like I'm yeah that does not work so else. for us for that what we did was I decided okay every Saturday morning because Jamie would kind of go work out um so the kids and I would get up and then he would come home and help us finish but I would like make I had these cards that I made with all the different chores in the house mm-hmm. and they were they were worth a certain number of points and we had them on I put them on the counter and the kids went and grabbed one. They did that chore. They came back and I checked it. If it was good, I signed off and oh, they got checked it. Oh, I, I did check it. That's <laughs> good. I started out that way. I eventually I was not as thorough, but we did that for a while. And we, about every two weeks we would just stop. That's what we're doing in the morning. We put on music yeah. and they came and they got it. We made it a game. What was the and reward? I said, this were the points. Um, they got money, money. And so they had checkbooks, ledgers. So that was another thing is I was like, I want to sh- show you guys how to, use money and what that means and looks like so they would write it in of course as they got older 
they realized they would be like, this is just so not worth it. It's like 50 cents, you know? Right. Or (laughs) checkbooks are obsolete. I'm just going to go to debit. I'm going to check it on my phone. Oh, I got money. I'm good. Let's go. Well, 14 (laughs) for sure. Once they could get their own account, that's exactly what we did. You know, they had their own thing. And so we, but again, that works for a time. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's not working anymore. And you got to be okay doing something else. I mean, but for your family. is that quiet shame we talked about earlier. Yeah, I liked right? your name for that. Yeah, yeah. where mm-hmm. you are, you sit in the corner and you think, oh my gosh, I don't measure up. I don't do this. I'm ashamed. My family's going to fail. My marriage is going to fail. I'm going to fail. I have health issues. I don't want to tell anybody because I am on the struggle bus. People are going to walk into my house. It's going to be dirty. I don't want yes. to I mean, it's constant shame yeah. in your head. Yeah. yeah, I can totally see that. And I think mm-hmm. in those moments, you feel like you're in the wilderness. You feel like you're alone. You feel like, oh gosh, I don't know. And it might be, it seems to, it seems like it's a small thing, but sometimes the quiet shame, the comparison can be so big, right? And it overwhelms you that where you won't even make decisions. You don't even move forward because you're like, well, what if I get it wrong? What if it doesn't work? I don't even know. Yeah. Just give up. Yeah. And then the kids run amok or mm-hmm. you run up credit card bills or you keep dating the same guy forever and ever because mm-hmm. you're like, I just, you know, whatever that, whatever that plays into there. But it's that quiet shame that leads us into the wilderness. And then how do we get out of the wilderness? Hard. And the wilderness is not comfortable. Mm-mm. It's not warm. I was doing a quick study of the wilderness, but I wanted to compare the wilderness from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And so the Old Testament wilderness is barren. You're roaming around. You're, you have no food unless the Lord gives it to you. It's sad. You're removed from your everyday activities. I think of the um, Israelites. Yeah, lonely. Lonely. Like they had things to do every single day. They were slaves. They knew what they what to do. They mm-hmm. had a chore. They knew that they were going to go build bricks or they were going to go get the hay. Like then they're out in the wilderness and they have nothing. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would cause me to go into total chaos. You complained in the wilderness. Oh, you complained? Yes. He had shame. Moses went to the wilderness when he was ashamed of his actions. Abraham traveled through the wilderness, which actually caused him to sin. Remember with Sarah? Um, he, David lamented in the wilderness. He was punished in the wilderness. Um, and I just thought, that is, cr- I mean, the difference between the Old Testament wilderness and the New Testament wilderness. Jesus went to the wilderness where he felt refreshed. He quieted his soul. He was still before God. Even Philip with the Ethiopian found the good news. And even it says in parentheses, in the desert, like in the wilderness. Desert wilderness can be the same. Uh, John the Baptist preached and teached and lived in the wilderness. For a long time. Long time, yeah. Ate locusts, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Stephen gave a speech about the wilderness and Acts talking about it. And he kind of runs through what took place. But I think the New Testament wilderness is where... We can be because we can find hope in the wilderness, right? Because Jesus meets us there. The Holy Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness, but he was there and his angels were with him. Mm-hmm. And so he was had a conversation with, with Satan over the temptations. But I think we forget, too, that his angels were with Jesus. And so the wilderness for us on this in the Old Testament, when you're going through our our um, temptations of comfort and what were they comfort I got control comparison comparison comfort comparison and control that we um, need to remember that he might lead us to the wilderness but he's there with us Mm -hmm. and that we don't have to do it by ourselves so when you have those comparison those horrible thoughts on comparison that lead you down a dark road just to remember like the spirit's there the holy spirit is there his angels are there with you to help kind of grasp you out from that and be like, okay, we're going to get through this. 
I'm going to carry you through this. So hopefully there's encouragement. Well, and the whole, the deposit of the Holy Spirit, I mean, matters hugely when you're comparing, comparing old and new Testament too. I mean, like we, when we go somewhere that is difficult, the Holy Spirit is still with us inside us. Um, I'm not sure we tap into that as a resource Mm -mm. as much as we ought to or should. Um, And I think there's also just biblical text so much that talks about as a believer, the things that we should replacing, be replacing these temptations with the comparison and the control and the need for comfort we should be replacing with fruits of the spirit, Mm self-control, not trying to control external, but self-control, gentleness, mercy, kindness, you know, mercy's not fruit of the spirit. I threw that in there, but, um, patience, I just thought it's a bonus grace, (laughs) you know, in Philippians talking about the things that are not of the Lord, which is ambition and selfishness and greed and, um, lust and, um, all these things that I think if we're not careful and we don't understand, that there's a replacement for those things. It's not, it's not even just that we want to avoid the temptations. It's that God actually gives us something to replace the things that we claim that we have to have here to be happy. Mm-hmm. And when we use the Holy spirit to replace those, the seeds are different. The fruit that we have is different. It's better. You get the peace. And, um, and so then it, I think, you can use your community to help too. ask friends. Like, what do you see me? Like how, if you feel yourself struggling, ask for help. Like mm-hmm. I had friends, I had a couple of friends, um, when my kids were growing up that I went to all the time. And I said, this is a struggle for me. I'm not sure what to do with this. I'm tempted to do this. I'm tempted. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel myself going in a d- different direction. And those were invaluable to me. They were believers. They're, they're still some of my best friends, strong sisters in Christ. So the Holy spirit, the community, of mm. believers and the Bible are just incredible resources. Um, when it comes to these three things, especially in the practical ways mm-hmm. I think to handle them, I feel like, but well, I think comparison, you can show yourself grace. Yeah. Control. True. You can show yourself what, help me walk through this one. Let's come up with this on the fly. If you struggle with comparison, you need to allow grace in your life. Mm-hmm. If you struggle with control, you need so when I struggle with control, <laughs> what do I need? I think I need peace, peace, yeah. patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Well, and peace. so much of control does come from fear. So it has to be so peace. So it has yeah. to be something that's the antithesis yes. of fear, right? So and it would so, be peace. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I need peace. I think Which so is true because when I am in that, I have to be like, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? It's going to be okay. And it is like, Lord, I just need your peace. And an element of knowing I don't I'm not that you're not everybody's holy spirit you don't get to decide and make decisions yeah. for everybody but I don't know how to label that so it's not even it's peace but even further than that going releasing yeah release is that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah giving things up yeah. open hands mm-hmm. try, trying to hold things so closely yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that part but um and then comfort what would be if you struggle with comfort as a temptation to not do things what would you need so comparison is grace control is releasing mm-hmm. but peace i like peace because yeah, peace is releasing yeah. allows me mm-hmm. i need to peace, peace to release yeah I if think. i have peace i've thought about okay now i'm going to release mm-hmm. so if you have come if you struggle with comfort what do you need go on a renew camp and uh chaperone Oh, a renew. Yes, the kids. <laughs> the kids go and sleep on an uncomfortable bunk. You know, go on a mission trip, man. Get out of mm. your comfort zone. The only way you get over the comfort issue is to 
push out of your comfort zone. If you stay there, you will never get over it. You just won't. You have got to find ways to be uncomfortable to help other people. So would joy be a good one on that Joy, one? being open to the needs of others, like in such a way that you're willing to get out of your comfort zone to help. I don't know how to explain that, but joy is a good one. Finding joy in the uncomfortable. Yeah, because yeah. maybe you don't want, because comfort... I don't know. I was thinking of the fruits of the spirit. That's where my brain, yeah, brain was sure. going. That makes so sense. faithfulness, gentleness, peace, self-control, joy, goodness, love, patience, kindness. Oh, it has to be love. Love. Because you're loving here. other people right, more than yourself. yourself. That It has to be. You're yeah. exactly right. That's good. So all of these temptations or the comfort control and comparison are all very selfish. All have to do with self. I think when you come down to any of that, I mm-hmm. think you're right. I think it, I think in the end we do have to be able to let go and not what get what we want all the mm-hmm. time, no matter where it comes from. It's going to come from a lot of different places for different people. And that's something I think we can all identify with at yeah. some point, right? If we're saying that it's kind of selfishness, I guess, that pulls in a lot of these, um, you know, what is it? Comparison, comfort, control, temptations. Like Laura, where have you, where do you feel like the Lord's worked in your life is that how you can you encourage women I think we're I think society is so full of these good messages or seemingly good messages that um, are easy to kind of get around and rally around like just do it and you only live once and like what the verses that say like love others as you love yourself like he knows how important we are as his creation but He also created others. And so anything we do, any decisions that we make, any temptations that we have, like if we're thinking about others first or even the same as ourselves, then how does that change our reactions or our choices? But if you like a scoreboard, that's really hard, Laura. I know because we're right most of the time. All the time. I know. Look at the scoreboard, people. I'll give him like one. Read the room. I know. He can have like one or so two. So which one of those did you do you struggle with the most out of those three Yeah, C's? you haven't shared, Laura. Tell us about you. We have flayed ourselves open. <laughs> we, nobody talked about sexual temptations. We on, haven't. On the men's side or the women. That's your struggle? Is your sexual temptation? Nope. I know you I will. was actually going to say, <laughs> no one talked about it. Maybe. It's definitely not mine. I'm not craving sex, people. <laughs> Go to another podcast. <laughs> for that one um no maybe that's age no but i just maybe found it should. interesting maybe you that, should crave that's what you're saying but i think when i think about women and temptation if you go towards like the sexual one is it really all the time a sexual temptation or is Ooh. it does it fall in one of the three that you said and they want to be comfortable and you and you're compare or you're comparing another person's boyfriend or spouse to Ooh. your own or uh, what was the other one? Comfort. Control. Control. Or you want, you can't control yours, you you know, but you can control this other relationship or whatever. You know, I, I often wonder about that with people that might struggle with an affair or something like that, mm-hmm. that um, they, uh, Wait, what yeah. do you mean struggle with an affair? Or like They've if they been? have one, or struggle with that temptation maybe to have one. Damn. Like maybe they're really after, and this could go with like our, our daughters too. Maybe they're really after the um, appreciation or the security. Uh, security or it makes me feel loved or wanted or whatever that is. And in turn, that turns into something else. Well, and we haven't even talked about our temptation, like you're saying, to compare marriages mm-hmm. and spouses and 
the road that that can lead down. You're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you mentioned, I mean, I think that relationships themselves can be hard. And if you're in a hard patch, Mm -hmm. then maybe the temptation is I want to replace what I have. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's an insecurity. Like like we talked about fear, mistrust and insecurities kind of our core human condition things to have a tendency to come out of fear, mistrust and insecurity. So like an insecurity. Yeah. You're insecure in your current marriage or whatever, you're going to go seek something else. Or mistrustful, you know, with our, with our kids too. We see that, you know, they might be insecure. Like somebody else has this, somebody else has a boyfriend. I don't, or they wear this. That's good. Yeah. You saw that at homecoming season, right? With dresses and girls and makeup. And And by the way, we're all different sizes too. If we're going to go with comparison there, I mean, how many of us struggle with like, I want to body be, image. Yes. Big time. I want to be thinner. Oh. Yes. And just, yes, we all need to be healthy and we all can. I know I need to be gap. healthier as well, but you're not supposed to, I'll never forget you're that not supposed one. To have a thigh gap? No, actually what? the human body is actually supposed to touch right there. I had a plastic surgeon tell me that once when I was looking to get my thighs removed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but he was a plastic <laughs> surgeon. And he said, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's not just made smaller. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I went there. I went extreme. <laughs> Turns out you're supposed to keep those. But he did say, like, actually, the human body is actually supposed to touch right there. What else did okay. he tell us about our bodies that we should know that it's encouraging? I don't know. It's okay. We're supposed to have skin underneath our arms. Yeah, it, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that's, tra- that's probably true, <laughs> that's too. True. We're all different in age and everything, you know. There's all different body types and body yeah. sizes. And we try to tell our kids that, too. Look, just because they look like that, like... You can never happen. Yeah. Or just look at your gene pool. Let the dream yeah. girls and boys like mom and dad are five foot one. Yeah. And you know, certain sizes, you're not going to be five foot 11 and a hundred pounds. Yeah. And celebrate that. Mm-hmm. You don't have be to worry about keeping it. up. Yeah. There is freedom in releasing that comparison thing. You don't have to worry about just let it go. Is that a song? It is. Okay. It, it is a song. It is a song. <laughs> it is a song. No, um, I think, and what's hard though is that just takes time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's does it to take Christy's time point, or I does think it take it situations? I think to your point though, being patient and finding that peace, like I don't know, and it does take situations too. I, I think it's both. But time that you've practiced it, and that you've yeah. been situations. aware of it, and that you've worked on it, and. We are mature. We, we are have four, to be three conscious ladies. of it. Yes. To get to That's get what I would say not so much time, but situations. So situations where you've practiced it. And, and as it, a believer, it's been, you're convicted of things. You're aware, you're studying, you're talking to other believers, like you're working on things. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're not willing to look at that and intentionally kind of consciously shine the light, it, shine on the it? light on it, it doesn't matter how many situations you're in, you're not going to fix it because no, you're not willing to look at it. So, you know, it, again, it has to be a purposeful, conscious, you know, God work on my heart. Mm-hmm. I want to be intentional about this kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, David talks about in the Psalms a lot, right? I mean, you know, it's not, it doesn't happen just by magic. Mm-hmm. You do have to work with the Lord. Okay. I'm going to read you something encouraging yeah, from David Isaiah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> say did. that a little louder. David went crazy. He went crazy. <laughs> It was great. That was, that was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah 41, I'm going to read 17 through 20. 
And it's the afflicted and needy are seeking water, but there is none. And their tongue is parched with thirst. I, the Lord, will answer them myself. And as the God of Israel, I will not forsake them. I will open rivers on the bare heights and springs in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land fountains of water. I will put the cedars in the wilderness. The, I can't say that word, A-C-A-C-I-A, how do you say that? Okay. Akasai? Is that sure. the berry? Yeah. It is the berry. Akasai. Okay. That's spelled weird, though. Acai. It is a hard Acai. to say. Maybe it's Acai. We've changed it. The Bible says it differently. Anyway, the, that berry and the myrtle and the olive tree. I will place the juniper in the desert together with the box tree and the cypress that they may see and recognize and consider and gain insight as well that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. Present your case, the Lord says. Bring forward your strong arguments, the King of Jacob says. I love that because that's showing that God's grace will bring them out of the wilderness. And transform it. I heard a transformation there. Mm-hmm. Say more about that. What yeah. did you hear? Well, like the pool. Like your, your wilderness becomes a beautiful place. It becomes a garden. It becomes perfection. It becomes, it's where transformation takes place mm-hmm. and learning and comfort and it's almost like before salvation. you know it you're not in the wilderness you may not have ch- moved mm-hmm. but God's essentially putting these things around you to make like you said the transformation from the wilderness to the fountains of water mm-hmm. like how can that person in that living in that shack or whatever be so happy comfort like mm-hmm. their wilderness became a pool a fountain a mansion mm-hmm. a mansion yeah that's good. I mean, there are believers living in really hard, horrible places. Who are who are happy content and content. Yes. yes. And I, I just more so. sometimes we have to remind ourselves mm-hmm. of that. Um, so, but anyway, fun, sweet, engaging, and convicting conversation yes. today. Biblical. I'm going biblical. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah, go and rehash some things and now just, you know, get over my quiet shame. <laughs> comparison <laughs> scripture but, and um, others yeah and no, the holy spirit it, tap into that superpower holy spirit mm-hmm. just say Go you're a recovering controlling person like i am i'm a recovering controller i'm an enabler because i like your control so there's that <laughs> that's why we're good friends <laughs> yes. we're family yes, you guys it. are very good friends <laughs> And I like yeah. my competitive friends too, both of you, because I'm not competitive, so I like to cheer for you. Well, and we like to laugh <laughs> about our sin struggle. Like yeah. we have to hold it loosely and we have to laugh about it because Satan wants us to take it and go to the corner Shame. and put it in the dark. And But when we can laugh and be like, yep, failed again. I'm going to try again right after mm-hmm. this, right? Like you have to be able to take it with an open hand. Do not hold it tight and do not sit in the dark with it because it's horrible. And, and that's a lot. Laugh, that's part of losing, letting go of your ego. Totally. Your pride. Pride. We didn't even talk about pride. No, let's not do that. Either. <laughs> oh, but hot here. That's the men's, that's a men's podcast. <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. No, pride's a big thing. But I was like, I, you know, yeah. To your point, letting go of all that, like you're saying, mm-hmm. holding it loosely, mm-hmm. being able to laugh at yourself and not take yourself so seriously means you're like, if I'm letting this go, my pride has to go with it mm-hmm. because I'm giving my sisters in Christ, my husband, people who love me, my church, the Lord, everybody co-workers. permission, coworkers to speak to yes. these pieces of my life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always come to me the way I like. It doesn't always look pretty. It's not always done in the way I prefer, 
sometimes I get yelled at, <laughs> like to Christy's <laughs> point, mm-hmm. but it's all part of working, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think too, just the caveat, we need to make sure everybody understands what we aren't saying. Like there mm-hmm. are people in your life that are mean and cruel. Those are not who we're talking about. Mm-mm. We're talking about people who love you, who care for you, um, but who want to speak truth to you as well. And you've given permission to do that. Mm-hmm. And please give permission to people to do that. We're not talking about people who are abusive or cruel or narcissistic or mean. Mm-hmm. Um, those are not people that are going to do this well with you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do think we need to put that little caveat mm-hmm. on there. Thank you. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, okay, well, this was. Again, fun conversation, Laura. Yeah. It's always fun to have you on here every love month. It. We Thank love it. We me. look forward to it. Um, always a fun Ooh. conversation. Say hi to Bill for us. Uh, even talk when we're talking. Talk. Is your sign up or down right now? My sign is up. Oh, good. They love you. He's oh, being okay. sweet. Okay. Have you told everybody about your sign? Have we referenced your sign here? We oh, did. No, I think we okay, did. Okay, good. So uh-huh. the sign's up. Okay. It says, I love us. And sometimes yeah. I put it down because sometimes I don't. <laughs> That's it. Go back to in the moment. prior podcast with Laura and you'll hear about the sign. <laughs> Maybe don't. Maybe don't. That's awesome. He's sweet. He's sweet. Right now. All right, y'all. Tune in next month. Okay, that's it from Noisy Narratives this week. Um, Until next week, guys, this is Noisy Narratives out. Bye. Life can be amazing.